All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Creative Maestro. I have the honor and the privilege of being joined by Mr. Torin Joshua, all the way from England. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, you're right. It's good to finally be on this show, man. <laughs> I'm excited. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited. And everyone's in for a treat today. So Torin is a bit of a visual badass. I'm not going to lie. I love the way <laughs> he perceives the world visually and is able to illustrate that through his lens. So we have an uh, amazing set of questions that I think will let everyone give some insight on Torn. So for me, me personally, I get inspired by anyone like you, Torn, who is incredibly creative and shameless and unapologetic about it. I love that. I think yeah. the world needs more of that. I feel like the world would be healed a lot if people mm. came more in tune with that element of themselves, because we all have it within us. It's really up to ourselves. Yeah. If to you know essentially if we're going to allow that to come out right because for lack of better words society doesn't always allow us to do that but when did you realize that you had this ability to be like you know what i have this creative spirit and i'm just gonna let it out um well to be honest like uh well it's weird because i started out in music so when oh. I was young, my, my parents, yeah, yeah, my parents took me like piano lessons. I've always been, I, it was weird because I, I was playing piano by ear and stuff like that. So it took me to piano lessons. <laughs> yeah, it took me to piano lessons. I always loved playing the drums. I did saxophone. And like I was, I've been teaching myself guitar. Like I've always just had like the music part of it. Like my whole family is very much like that. But it literally wasn't until about, uh, I'd say about two years when I started picking up a camera. I'd say like I've always just been creative because um, like even when I was younger, I wanted to be an architect, which is drawing and stuff like that. So it's nice. it's weird because when I was very young, I was very focused on creativity and all that sort of stuff. And then as I got older, like academics came into play and it was rather just like, OK, let me do something more practical. But now it's kind of because I, 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 you don't know the story. Basically, I, I went to um, apply for the next stage after high school, which is basically A-levels, which I, I'm assuming is like college. Right. So um, when I applied, I was I was aiming to go and do psychology in university. But then when I applied to one of my courses, I didn't get the grade that I needed. So then I had to pick a, another random course. I picked film studies. So I was like, oh, let me just do this for banter. You know, let me just try it out. <laughs> and then when I did that, ended up picking up a camera, ended up loving editing, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and literally just from there, I, I fully just got into all of this by accident, basically. And it's just crazy <laughs> to think about how that happens. So <laughs> it's literally just one of them ones, to be honest. Absolutely. I feel like the right yeah. things just fall into place when you actively pursue mm. a passion with authentic ambition. Like, yeah. like you didn't have any any destination. You was like, you know what? I just want to see open this door and see where this path leads me. And it led you to this, which is amazing. Yeah, and it's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Cause I, cause I also took piano lessons as well. So I, I, I have, oh, I'm, I'm blessed enough to have the ability to play by ear. Cause I was learning all mm -hmm. the, you know, all the classical songs, but at that age, I was like nine or 10. I didn't really have a full appreciation of the songs that you learn it. Yeah. The songs mm -hmm. on the radio that my mates and I loved. I was like, I want to learn. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I have a question. As a photographer and filmmaker, what is the first thing you think about before starting a project? Um, I think, so at first, when I first started to get into it, it was kind of just like me and my boys would just go out and just 
do anything. We'll just go to a spot that we thought looked cool or something like that. And we'll just, you know, just start shooting and loads of stuff. And like, if it looked cool, it looked cool. But I think now as I'm starting to like try and create content, that's a lot more, I'd say, I'd say uh, valuable to mm-hmm. other people. I think I'm definitely, I, the first thing I want to focus on is, okay, what's the purpose or what's this going to actually achieve? Or what am I trying to do from this basically, rather than just kind of just doing it because it looks cool. And I think, you know, as I'm growing now, I'm really starting to focus on, um, you know, storytelling rather than visuals. Just like, how can I tell a story through the things that I create? And I think that's because I came from that film studies background. I think that's what is starting to, you know, come out a bit more now. And I think at the end of the day, like, you know, being able to tell the story is what's going to put you out from the rest. Because a lot of people can take good photos, but like, can you actually do something great, you know, (laughs) in that sense? I think right now it's about, you know, purpose. How is it going to provide value? And then what's the story that I can tell within it as well? Absolutely. And that's a wonderful point, because I feel like especially times like now, when there's a lot of social issues going on in the world that are literally unavoidable, even though some people try to avoid them for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. probably a bit of cognitive dissonance. But, you know, I but I feel like usually Mm -hmm. creative spirits are able (laughs) to illustrate what's essentially put a mirror up to society. And I just love that because it it just it forces Mm -hmm. it doesn't force you. It just conjures it out of you. It is. It just brings it out. So, I, like, mm. I'm not gonna just be silent. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna illustrate how I feel, and and d- display that. And what I loved about what you were talking about yeah. is that you're consciously going out of your comfort zone. So, for everyone who doesn't know, I'm gonna put a link in the description to Torin's YouTube channel. And I love the, I love the video about when you just went out and just asked random people to be your, be your muse, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> the comfort yeah, yeah. An idea. Yeah. It, that, that one was, um, cause that was my first YouTube video that I did as well. That's like, that was like my first time being in front of the lens. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do something that's just so crazy. So, so jarring in that sense. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. And literally in the video, you see me panicking, like I don't want to do this, <laughs> all them type of stuff. But it, it it was good. Like a lot of people like actually in like thought the photos came out good as well. Cause I think with that as well, it's kind of I, I, I relate it to, you know, when you try and talk to a girl, but this time you gotta talk to a girl and take good photos as well. So it's even worse. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was a bit crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's actually a brilliant idea for a, a wonderful pickup line that is also authentic. Like, she'll be like, oh, yeah. you, you want to take my photo? You, you think I'm a model? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So you also talked about being in front of the lens as well. When did you realize that you wanted to be in front of the lens? Um. Honestly, I don't. I don't. I actually don't want to be. It's, I think um, you know the last the last year I've really been consuming a lot of Gary Vee. You probably heard about him and all this type of yeah. stuff. And you know, I think in in the creative industry, it's very easy to be, like become a starving artist and all that type of stuff. And I think the reason that happens is because a lot of people don't know how to market themselves and all that type of thing there. So. You know, after listening to a lot of his podcasts and just YouTube videos, I really realized the importance of like personal branding and how am I going to, why would people want to use me when they can use anyone? You know what I mean? So I think being able to showcase my personality, my drive, my passions, my values is what's going to, you know, bring the right people in because, you know, I could, I can make links with anyone, you know, it's, it's, it's not that hard to network, but it's like, 
with the right people, that's when it gets hard. So I think once people can, you know, go on my page, go on my YouTube, go to all these different areas, see who I am as an individual first, and then decide whether they want to work with me, it's going to be way more beneficial in the future, I think. Absolutely. And I'm not going to lie. I love Gary Vee. He's very inspiring. And he, he's mm. speaking proper facts because for the most part, I yeah. know I had to get out of my comfort yeah. zone because I'm more of the behind the scenes kind of person as well. But now it's all of a sudden I really have to get in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. So just to introduce people to me, like you said, that it's got to learn your personality because it's, I equate it to mm -hmm. socializing at a party. You can't be the loner, you know, in, in the corner. You kind of have to you got to have to yeah. work the room and network and mm -hmm. just give people just just a taste of who you are mm -hmm. and be like, you know, what, he's all right. Like, I, I wouldn't mind yeah. doing a project. Yeah. And it's, mm -hmm. it's really that simple in terms of networking. And I, I mm, think I think the thing that helped me do that is having you know mentors and people like success, success models to look up to. So through your journey and your progress, mm. have there been any mentors along the way to help you you know take that next step up? Um, I'd definitely say the first mentor that I had was my film teacher. You know because. Nice. Uh, like I, for the whole of my studies, I was, you know, I was doing film and I was, I'd be the kid that was staying back at school until 7 p.m. editing, like, of a film or whatever. And, you know, my film teacher would walk in and be like, why are you going to do psychology when this is a skill that you have? You know what I mean? And I think <laughs> it, it, he really made me think, okay, maybe there's an opportunity here. Maybe I should take the leap and try this. And, you know, after his, he, he was constantly just pounding me to this, you know, just, just, just try it, just do this. You know what I mean? And I think, it's really stuck with me today. And even even now, like I've been out of educate out, out of um six form for about two, three years now. But all the time, whenever I make something, you know, I always send it to him just to be like, oh look, I'm, look how I'm growing and all this type of stuff. So he's definitely the first one in this sense. But then I say <clears throat> secondly, I think my dad's definitely been like a mentor in that sense, in the way that he I'd say like, like personality-wise and character-wise and how I should you know, behave as an individual on social media and all that type of stuff, you know, like the um, actual uh, values that's been instilled in me by both my parents have been ridiculous. Like it's been so strong and so uh, positive and all this type of stuff. Like I really do appreciate, you know, how lucky I have been to have parents that have instilled these things in me. And I think, you know, that plus the creative uh, mentorship from my film teacher just created this whatever I am, <laughs> you know what I mean? And um I think now, uh, recently, I've met a, a new guy who is basically the CEO of the Common Sense Network. And right. he's basically recently been, um, you know, I, I really, I'm really seeing the value that he has to offer and stuff like that. And I've been, you know, taking as much opportunity to kind of talk and, you know, just learn as much because he's, he's a great guy. His name's Mike Omni. So he does a lot of like business and all this sort of stuff. And it's just been a very, it's a very, a very good journey so far. It's a very recent, but. I definitely see potential for mentorship there and all that type of stuff. That's awesome. And I, I'm insanely curious about the Common Sense Network because, first of all, I love the name. Mm. The name is so clever. And could you just mm. tell us a little bit about that and your involvement with that as well, please? Yeah, sure. So um, the Common Sense Network has been running for about two years now. Uh, it's basically a, um, a news network. Um, basically, he was created by a guy called Mike Omni, and he's his, his aim is basically to get you know, in the news, there's always biases, regardless whether they try and tell you that it's, it's not, there's biases, you know, it's either left wing, right wing, whatever, there's agendas. So, you know, his his mission is to kind of get a news network that's central, 
that's also made by the people for the people in that sense and it's it's just great it's just great what he's doing and you know in the first in the first year he, he got his people funded it was it's it's really really dope what he's doing and it was recently they um reached out to me and they're looking for a video editor and stuff so i'm basically uh i've just recently come on as a video editor slash producer for some of the content so yeah it's, it's really early in the journey i'm literally working on a um short documentary at the moment with them so that's definitely something that should be coming out soon but yeah i'm, I'm really excited to be involved in it because it feels definitely on my you know my heart as in my passion and stuff so i think it it is definitely something that I'm, I'm interested to take part in absolutely and I, I feel like it also gives you an opportunity to to spread your wings and then it's like go into mm -hmm. territory because you like like as you said mm -hmm. once you got your comfort zone then it becomes normal right and then you have that growth mm -hmm. and that's are you going forward and you have that confidence you have that freedom have that have that ability to illustrate your je ne sais quoi for lack of better words i, I mm -hmm. think that that's very important like you said having a mentor being able to collaborate with people you may not have ever collaborated with. I just think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I also have to shout out Leon Tomlin because Leon, Leon is the one who connected us. So I also put a link in the description mm -hmm. your your vlog with Leon. That was amazing as well. And you, sir, have also entered the realm of, let's say, vlogging and podcasting. How has that journey been for you? <laughs> You know what that that one's been interesting that one's been uh because you know audio editing audio all of that that's that's not something i'm used to at all <laughs> and I, I was one of the people that hated the sound of my own voice so you really? know going out yeah it's just it's so hard to listen back to the episodes and stuff i'm getting used to it now but the first few times it was very awkward but um again because of gary v and his him saying you know you gotta be on everything i was like you know what how can I provide value in what I'm doing? And so that's why for the, the podcast that I do is called the Next Generation Podcast. So I basically just have any person in any industry that is young, that is kind of, whether they're creative, musician, artist, whatever, you know, someone that's going through the journey at the moment, how they can kind of talk about what they've gone through, you know, any tips and tricks that they can pass on to the next generation of people. And then that's just something that I just thought, you know, that's something I can do. And it's something that I'm living at the moment as well. And um, with that, I like my, my, with social media, my, you know, aim is to showcase the process because it, it's so obvious these days, you know, people love to show, oh, you know, the flashy cars, all of this and all of that. But, you know, I, I'm really passionate about showing when it's bad. <laughs> like right now, I might not be getting jobs, but I'm, you know, I'm still posting that sort of stuff. You know, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, you know, that podcast definitely resonates with that and speaks that, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And it's like you said before, the grind doesn't stop. And when you're passionate about it, the, <laughs> grind, the grind will, can you know, continue into to late nights and early mornings. But that that's mm -hmm. part of the process, especially if you're passionate about what you do. And unfortunately, I just I just feel bad because not everyone gets to do what they're passionate about every day or have yeah. the mm -hmm. confidence to do that. So that was one of my main inspirations for creating Creative Maestro is to showcase people like yourself who are literally passionate and confident about their abilities in a way that can inspire us all. And I just love that. And I appreciate people yeah. like you. No, thank you. And I love that. I love what you're doing as well. It's very needed. It's very needed. <laughs> I appreciate that. 
And then as a content creator, because as Gary V says, you need to be everywhere. So I, I focused mm. more on being on LinkedIn as well as a, as a professional platform, but also even platforms like TikTok. So as someone who's visually, you know, has those visual abilities and that affinity for visual expression, how do you view TikTok in that platform? Um, TikTok's great. TikTok's, TikTok's a fun app to be on. <laughs> like even the content alone is just is so entertaining to watch. I think, uh, you know, as Gary Vee says, I think everyone should be on it. I'm like one of my videos, well, I, the way that I use it is to showcase like photography and stuff like that. So I might do a quick edit to the music and then showcase my photography and stuff like that. And, you know, literally, I remember one day I, I just posted a video like it was just nothing. It was just street photography. And then I went to work and I pulled out my bag. I put my phone out my bag and it was just blowing up. We just all TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> what's going on? And it, it, it got around about like, I think about 70,000 views or something. And I was, okay. it, it's just crazy how, you know, the organic reach and that can be so ridiculous compared to, you know, Instagram or YouTube and that type of stuff. So I think definitely now more than ever, people need to hop on that. Whether you're a business person, you know, designer whatever you are you need to jump on that before because i think it's definitely reaching the point where now everyone's on it it's starting to decrease and that so you need to hop on it as soon as possible basically absolutely yeah like you said that organic reach is that explosion i think it blows everyone's mind so it, it mm. gives people that uh, let's say that dopamine or serotonin rush that you yeah, would get from yeah. if your if your post went viral but you're getting it a lot quicker and then mm. they're not doing things like shadow banning and things like that. It's just pure yeah. creative expression and allowing people to, you know, this be themselves, which I think is pretty cool. Cause I, I'm not, I'm not a really mm. fan of censoring people and, and those type mm. of things. So it's, it's cool that they give people the freedom and the space to, to be themselves. I, I love that. Yeah. It's dope. It's a great app. <laughs> Absolutely. And then also, so I'm I'm very curious by the Visions by T Productions. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. So basically, when I when I first started, when I first thought, okay, I'm gonna actually commit to try and doing something with this visual stuff, you know, I thought, okay, let me open a separate Instagram where I can post like my portfolio and stuff, basically. So that started off being Visuals by T. So it was literally just like a, a visuals page by me or whatever. But um, <clears throat> my goals have always been to for something to be bigger than me. So I've always wanted to like own a company and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, after about a year of getting used to it and, you know, working out how to get jobs and all that sort of stuff, I, I wanted to make the shift from an individual freelancer to like a production company, basically. So that's why the shift has been made and stuff. And, you know, it, it was definitely it, it's it's interesting because you know like with with freelancing and all that type of stuff you know nothing's ever guaranteed so it's kind of like okay how are you going to market something like that to try and actually get the jobs and stuff so um yeah that's going pretty well at the moment I, you know due to with the whole covid and all that sort of stuff there's been a huge halt <laughs> in all of that but um yeah yeah I'm, I've, I've definitely been able to kind of build my own personal brand at during this time and i think that's why i'm so beneficial with um so thankful for this whole situation as much as it is like a terrible time it's been allowed me to start opening my personal brand which i never did before so i guess with the uh the, the bbt productions i'm kind of just 
now I'm getting my time to kind of go back into that and growing it on the side and just seeing where that goes. Yeah, it's true. And I appreciate the the mindset and the outlook, just being being positive, right? Making the old adage, making uh, lemonade out of lemons, right? Because at the end of the day, yeah. the make everything that's happening with Black Lives Matter necessary, but it could be viewed with just through a, a negative lens, pun absolutely intended, mm-hmm. right? But if you choose to mm-hmm. change that filter as an mm-hmm. opportunity at a, as a positive, as a growing moment, yes, now I have time yeah. to do what I've always been wanting to do. And it's to me, it's that simple mm-hmm. approach in life that just changed everyone's trajectory. I just I just honestly wish more people would view it that way because then the world would look completely yeah. different. Mm-hmm. How have you found um like COVID and you know this this period? It might it might shock a lot of people, but I, I'm all, I'm also in your camp. It's like for me, uh, the whole pandemic has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. So me personally, I'm an introvert anyway. Mm-hmm. So this you know another excuse mm-hmm. to be more introverted, and then also work work on myself, <laughs> personal brand, catch mm-hmm. up on some editing I had to catch up on. So it, it's been fantastic. And then yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's it's forced me to do the things that I've been putting off, which is amazing. So things like creating a mm. digital product, writing a book, thing you know, just things like that is just get, giving me that time and space to do that, which I appreciate. Mm. Mm. No, definitely, absolutely. And then when doing a project what would you say from this in your with your experience thus far what type of projects are your favorite to work on and collaborate on oh um <clears throat> i think right now you know i'm i'm very it's uh, it's difficult because <clears throat> like i'm torn i'm a, i'm a bit torn when it comes to creating content because you know a part of me always I, i'm very focused on okay how can I help people you know that comes from the psychology background like I wanted my my aim has always been to try and help people you know speak positivity all of that type of stuff so it's like you know I want to always try and do that in the stuff that I make because it feels purposeful and all this type of stuff but then there's the other side of me that just wants to just be wild and just create just funny stuff just all of that type of things and just explore different areas so I think it, it it's a mix of the both at the moment, but I think right now I've focused a lot on um, you know, the meaningful content and you know, how can this help, how can this impact, how can this do things that's gonna change someone's perspective on something. And that's definitely it's the most fun to work on because it feels like there's an end goal and there's mm-hmm. something that can be changed from it. I think, you know, the comedy and you know, the the exploring different areas, that's definitely more like personal projects so i think you know if i get too overwhelmed with any of the too serious stuff i can always just be like you know what i'm gonna do something fun now you know what i mean so it's kind of just i'm really just trying to build my arsenal as strong as i can at the moment just trying all types of different things but definitely right now it's definitely like for the purposeful impactful all of that type of stuff there absolutely and i can see and appreciate the balance on your youtube as well because you have you again and also in all your social Mm. media platform because you'll have the things that are are fun but then you'll have something incredibly powerful with the editorial message and i I just love that i just love the Mm -hmm. balance you don't have to be either Mm -hmm. or again 
code says, oh, you got to fit in this box. You can only be in this camp. You can be in that one. You can't talk to these people. Yeah. You can't talk. To me, that 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 is corny as hell and boring. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. See, I think being able to do that is what makes you unique. So I think, you know, I want people to look at me and be like, oh, this guy can do a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, we can use it for this and this and this and this. And I think that's what's going to make people look at you differently and, you know, respect your value as well. Absolutely. I mean, as a creative, being well-rounded is that strengthens your bread and butter. So it, it's completely mm -hmm. necessary. It, you don't want to stifle yourself because that's how you get things like creative block and, and things like mm -hmm. that. And yeah, and I think you with that as well. Oh. No, no, please, please continue. Oh, yeah, I think I think like especially when you're very early in the days of like creating content and stuff, you want to try everything because you don't even know what you enjoy yet. You don't know what you're good at. Like I remember uh, about a year ago, I shot a wedding. And it was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> like, I, like, now I know that I will never do it again. So I think if I didn't try it, I would have never known what I preferred, what I didn't like. I might have thought, yeah, let me just completely do a wedding company or something like that. You know what I mean? So I think in the early days when, you know, you ain't got a lot of people watching you and you can just kind of mess up and try everything, I'd say do that. You know, just go all out, go everywhere. <laughs> and then eventually you'll know what you like and then you can kind of narrow that down and really focus on that. Absolutely. I feel like Gary says that all the time. Just this, you know, see what, see what works. You got, you got to try it out or mm. else you'll never know. Mm. And even better as you experience, once you experience something and you figure it's not for you, then you can just disregard it going forward and you don't have to waste time. Yeah. It's a great lesson. <laughs> And then you also mentioned psychology as well. So I feel like some of my favorite filmmakers, like Christopher Nolan, I he has a very, yeah, very powerful psychological, you know, approach and methodical approach to mm -hmm. filmmaking. Because he he's really all about the editorial message and going into the depth mm -hmm. of each character. And I just love that. So I feel like with you and your skill set and having the psychology background that's just gonna work gangbusters i can't, I can't wait to see what you <laughs> it's, especially since that's the essence of advertising as well so i mm. i think perhaps going forward you this this is a just a suggestion you may be uh solicited for some some ad work as well as well and from your own perspective okay, yeah. as, as a business owner right what are, what would be the type of people and brands you'd be interested in collaborating with? Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, I, I think definitely I would like to work with, um, you know, the, the the cliche ones, you know, like Nike, Adidas, all them type of ones there. You know, those those are just bucket list ones as a creative person. <laughs> yeah. But I think <laughs> I definitely want to kind of um, put my time into again like like corporations or organizations that can you know make change and stuff i think that was something that i struggled with in the early days of bbc productions because i really wanted to make sure i was making content for people that was doing something that was beneficial but then obviously i also needed to make money <laughs> from like normal yeah. stuff i you know I, I was torn between these two lines and it was like okay which way am i gonna go so i think you know I, it, it it's about balancing both you know it is possible to do both 
And I think, you know, definitely, you know, the the Nikes, Adidas, all of that. But <laughs> yeah, I think I wouldn't say I have any other particular in mind. I think it's just kind of just seeing where it goes and what I kind of start to specialize in. And then, yeah, just taking it from there. I, I, feel, I feel like I'm definitely just in the exploration phase at the moment. You know, I'm not trying to close myself in. I'm just trying to, you know, just go all over the place. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, with your work, I feel like you're going to grow a lot of brands yourself, just like just grow a lot of personal brands or even even smaller corporate brands, just because the way that you're able to see things and then that storytelling ability, that's is simply amazing. So, sir, if you're not writing a book, I strongly suggest that you just put it in the back of your mind. Think about it for the future. Surprisingly, surprisingly, I've always said I'm, I'm going to like this is before I even did creating stuff like before I even knew what I wanted to do. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to write a book one day and it's going <laughs> to just as a passing comment. But the more I live, the more I think, you know, what? maybe I should think about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Please do. And then. <laughs> all right. So what essentially led to your youtube journey um uh well again it de definitely started because of like the whole gary v stuff but this one was definitely a, a lot more for me because you know um it, it's a platform where i'm able to make longer form content that i can put up as experimenting right obviously with instagram you've only got 60 seconds to kind of create something but you know, as I said, coming from a film background, I wanted to make these longer pieces of content that I could post up, you know, and it could be part of my catalog. So I, I wouldn't even necessarily say I'm trying to be a YouTuber. Like if, if you actually check up my stuff, it's not really necessarily me, you know, vlogging as often as I, as you know, other YouTubers do. Um, but it is definitely a thing where I kind of want it to be a catalog of work, but then there's also, you know, the balance between my personality where I'm doing these challenges, like asking models, uh, or uh, asking strangers to model or, you know, challenges getting sent to different places and just all that type of stuff. So I, I'd say, I'd say YouTube is my playground. It's my playground to just do anything and kind of just throw it up. And then eventually I can kind of just, you know, even if, who knows, I might become a YouTuber as well. <laughs> but it's kind of just um, exploring. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely got that. And I definitely think you have it in your locker. If you, if you ever decide to do it, I think what you're doing now is fine. Just do it when you're inspired to do either one. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also a great way for you to, like you said, just show your catalog to show what you can do. Mm -hmm. And I would even suggest yeah. because of the IG is trying to be more competitive with YouTube and the long form comment uh, content. So just mm -hmm. even uploading some of the videos to IGTV and see what yeah, happens. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of growth just putting, uh, let's say, longer uh, interview clips in IGT format on on IG. So you might mm -hmm. want to look at to that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they're trying to push that in the algorithm now, isn't it? Just to try and get more viewers and all that type of stuff there. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I, I'm. This is, this is a, a, a question that I. It just as soon as I saw it, I was insanely curious about it. And as you heard, I brought up Christopher Nolan. One of my ma favorite movies is Inception. Could you tell me about the that's, full time? That's my favorite report? movie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what was the question? Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the full time dreamer blog. I, I just thought that was an amazing oh, okay. idea. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, so with that, that's that's basically my personal diary, basically. <laughs> but like for the world to see in it in that sense. You know, part of VBT Productions, I wanted to kind of, you know, add so under VBT Productions, you got the podcast, you got the blog and stuff. It's like it's still a part of me, but then I want other people to get involved with that. So, you know, on that I've got uh the full-time dream of blog because you know, I, that's how I see myself sometimes. You know, I have these very big aspirations, these goals and stuff, and I wanted to kind of put it in a place where, you know, sometimes you can't always just speak these thoughts. You want to kind of articulate in a way that's written down and a lot of people perceive it better when it's written. So that's why, you know, sometimes I, that's why I put it in a blog in that sense. So it's a lot of the similar ideas, I think, which is written down. And then even with that, like one of my good friends, she's, she, she likes to write and stuff. So, you know, I even put her on board. So she has a, a blog on the BBT stuff where it's called um, Laugh Hard, Love Harder. So that's where she kind of just writes about, um, you know, personal development, all of that sort of stuff. And it's kind of in line with, you know, helping people and that sort of stuff, which I want to do. But it's also allowing her to have that outlet of growing at the same time. And it's, it's definitely, I, I think I, I definitely enjoy that as well, because it's something that I can look back at in like five years and be like, yo, that's what I was thinking at that time. <laughs> and it, it's crazy when you actually see perspective in that sense. But um, yeah, it's, I think the blog journey is definitely something that is kind of more, you know, it, it's, it's documenting the journey in that sense. Like I can say, oh, today I felt like this or, you know what I mean, in that sense. So it, I, I, I haven't, you know, been posting as often as I should be, but I'm definitely looking to get back into that once I move back to Manchester. So it should be dope. Absolutely. Because like you said, it's, it's a proper time capsule. And at the end of the day, this back psychology once again for whatever reason when human beings start writing down their ideas right or just simply recording it so either being audio video or recording it by hand you're there's a mm -hmm. there's a click brain that makes you understand that what you're doing what you're creating is a little bit more important mm -hmm. it's a little more serious because yeah. it's worth mm -hmm. writing down because again i feel like mm -hmm they teach us not to value ourselves as much as those who are like celebrities and whatnot but at the end of the day yeah. if you start looking at yourself at that level like oh that's that's a that's a peer right then mm -hmm. you perceive yourself in an entirely different way and that's probably one of the biggest things i learned from just content creation is just simply writing things mm -hmm. down and understanding that what you have in your in your mind is worth being mm -hmm. written down and record it it's a it's a total paradigm yeah. shift mm -hmm. that's so true as well because it's like you know when it when you're going back to the whole celebrity things and that sort of stuff you know it that was something i always thought about like oh you know why 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 am i doing this and you know you look at these celebrities and stuff but then you really got to think what makes them different to you you know at one point they were just a normal ordinary human being the same way in it so it's like if they can do it why can't you you can so just act in a way <laughs> to kind of get yourself to that spot and i think you know once you kind of are able to re rewire your brain in that sense that's when these opportunities start to get attracted to you and even go into you know writing things down it's recently my mom literally bought me um a, a planner and stuff like that and you know i haven't even been able to write into it yet because it's like okay uh, it's different to type it in your phone because it's like okay this is permanent this is like a contract that i'm writing to myself and you can't just backspace it like you can on your phone. So it's kind of, there is definitely a psychological thing that goes with that. 
Absolutely. And that, that's a wonderful gift. So shout out to mom and also shout out to dad for being a mentor as well. And then I know you were also working on the Common Sense Network, but are there any other projects that we should be on the lookout for? Oh, okay. Here's a bit of a, a little bit of exclusive. Just <laughs> um, this this as a little personal project, I'm, I'm kind of looking into sort of like clothing and stuff. So Ooh, I've started right. kind of getting into, you know, fashion design and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, I, should I say the name of the brand? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll say it just, just for you. Just All right. <laughs> so, um, so the brand at the moment is called uh, Truly Destined. So, again, it's, it's definitely in line with everything that, I, you know, I talk about and all that sort of stuff. And I kind of, the reason I called it that is because, you know, firstly, I just wanted to make my own clothes because it's just, you know, way cheaper. <laughs> but secondly, yeah. it's a thing where, like, you know, it'll be so sick to be able to wear something that I want to put out. So it's like, you know, the message of being truly destined, you know, wearing that is like a uniform almost like saying, like, look, this is I'm, I'm adopting this. I believe this. This is who I am. I'm going to even wear it on my body. And, you know. That's, that's just what I believe. And it's not even a thing that I would even want to kind of make money from it or anything like that. You know, I really just want to reach a specific audience of people that want to kind of, you know, look down and see, okay, it's a reminder of who they are, what they want to be. And I think that'll be something that's really dope. And it's just a, a fun little personal project that I can kind of do at the same time to kind of get away from the creative creative stuff as well. That's amazing. So are you creating the designs as well? Yeah, yeah, because luckily, obviously, doing photography and stuff, I've got Photoshop, so I'm kind of just exploring different things and how can I preach that message in clothing? And well, it's 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 a it's a puzzle, and I love that. It's it's making me think, and you know, making me research a whole different area of life. So it's kind of interesting to see how that's going to develop. Absolutely, and I feel like you have the the hardest part down pat, which is creating the the branding video you know, photo content that's going to make it, essentially make it uh, popular, right? Which is, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the hard <laughs> And then do you have any inspirations within the, the fashion industry that, you know, perhaps uh, inspired, inspired this project? Um, I'd say <clears throat> the inspirations are more to do with the look rather than mm-hmm. like, you know, the ethos or anything like that. I think I definitely want to, I, I, I don't want to say unusual, but it's kind of just that, you know, that not everyday kind of look, that kind of, you know, you know, you know, you've got the oversized kind of chilled out, but kind of still a bit out there. I think that really reflects what that is because, you know, when people think, okay, yeah, I am destined for all this sort of stuff, you know, they are ordinary people, but they just got that little bit of twinge, which is in their brains. So it's kind of bringing that out into clothing so i think that's why i'm definitely trying to go down that route and stuff and it's just it's a lot of just exploring at the moment and you know with this i really do want to focus on branding like that is an area that i want to kind of look into like marketing and branding i don't just want to be a t-shirt brand i want to you know think of something that can have longevity and people can believe in rather than just you know where because it looks good so it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of grows (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you're in the and you're on the right path because that's usually what makes a brand a brand is has nothing to do with the the destination. All all has to do with the beginning. Why are we even here, right? Like you said, the ethos. What is the what 
vision? What is the mission statement? That that's what's gonna yeah. attract people, right? Mm-hmm. And absolutely. And if you don't mind me asking, what part of England are you in? I, I remember you saying you're going back to Manchester. Yeah. Um. So I, I was born in London, but um, oh. I had I moved my my family moved to Coventry. So it's a it's a small little town city <laughs> next to Birmingham. If if anyone knows the UK, then they'll kind of be able to work it out. But um, yeah, I, I moved to Manchester for university. So that's where I, that's where I love to be at the moment. <laughs> I should be going back tomorrow. So I'm excited to kind of you know get that big city energy back and just kind of just get on with stuff. Absolutely. I still haven't been to Manchester yet. I've been to London a few times. Mm. I actually did a study abroad mm. course there. I was fortunate enough to live there in the summer. But as a uh, wow, as okay. a Manchester United fan, I just have to I have to go to Manchester and oh, all <laughs> Yeah. Well, where were you born? Were you born in America or? Oh uh, yeah, born in America, New Jersey. New Jersey. So like right. an hour and a half south of New York City. Mm-hmm. See the accent just amazes me. I just I just love how it sounds. <laughs> hey, hey, likewise, the feelings mutual, right? <laughs> <laughs> and isn't a uh, Coventry? Isn't that like a, a famous uh, military base there as well? Yeah, like um, during the Second World War, it got bombed. It got bombed like mad because of all the factories and that were here. So it's literally called the Coventry Blitz because the Germans just wiped it out basically. <laughs> so yeah uh it's, it's definitely got the history to it like it literally it, it won uh city of culture 2021 so there's a lot mm. of history here there's a lot of you know meaning behind the city but it's just it's just too small and too too dead for me to be honest but um yeah a lot of people kind of like it down here absolutely i feel like your energy would thrive in a in a major city so i think that's a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful decision. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. absolutely so, Torin, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. This is very exciting, very fun stuff. And if there's any way in the future that I can help with any of your projects, whether it be the creative or the branding or the advertising, please let me know. No, honestly, man, this has been like, I was so excited for this call. It's just so interesting to kind of, you know, talk with someone who's doing so much and, you know, in a different part of the world as well. Because, you know, in England, it's such an isolated bubble. <laughs> But obviously, it's kind of mm. it's so it's so good to kind of just be in communication with someone that's completely in a different place of the world. So you know, I really enjoyed this, and it, it's great. It's it's cool to see how similar our perspectives are in things as well, even Inception, <laughs> that type of thing there. So it, yeah. it's been a really cool combo. <laughs> Absolutely, and thank you once again. And you enjoy the rest of your day and your weekend. You too, man. It was great talking to you. All right, cheers. <laughs>